Blog Talk Blog. Radio. and around the world. I'm Jackie Laura Jones with you here for True Forgiveness Teachings for this Tuesday, May 8th, 2018. And I have a wonderful guest for you guys today with me, author and energy healer, Barrett Hedin. He has written two mini books on how to come back to peace when the world gets you down. And in addition... Um, you can check out his website, BarrettHedeen.com, B-A-R-R-E-T-H-E-D-E-E-N.com. Both his books are available at Amazon.com. And welcome, Barrett. It's so wonderful to have you on True Forgiveness Teachings. Oh, it's great to be here, Jackie. It's it's such a pleasure. I've been oh, listening my- to you to your podcast a lot lately and you are just so joyful and happy and such a great teacher of A Course in Miracles that I, I really feel honored to be joining with you today. Wow. Well, well, thank you so much for those kind words. I want to tell you how much I have enjoyed your mini books here, um, <laughs> Questions for Jay and Poems for Jay. So for all the listeners out there, um, Barrett's written these two books sharing his connection with his inner guide, who he identifies as Jesus, and he says on his website that he endearingly calls him Jay. <laughs> and so it's so wonderful. And, and we know someone else who refers to Jesus as Jay. That's my brother-in-law, yep. Gary, and his teachers, uh, Art and Persa. So, well, Barrett, just... Tell uh, the listeners a little bit kind of how you uh, found the course and a bit about your connection with it and connection to Jay. Yeah, definitely. Well, for for many years, I've been on a spiritual path. And and as I got into my 20s, I I really wanted to, you know, find some deeper meaning. And so I studied a lot of different healing techniques and I, I studied a lot of different spiritual paths. And I found a lot of help. I found a lot of opening and healing and all these different paths, but none of them seemed to have 100%, right? Everything seemed to right. have some amount of truth, some amount of, of helpfulness. Um, and then one day I was, uh, I was in the, uh, the bookstore and speaking of, of your brother-in-law and, and my friend Gary Renard, I saw his book sitting there and um I picked it up and I'd actually already gotten the course and I was, I was working on it myself. I was doing the workbook. I was doing the lessons one at a time. But once I read disappearance of the universe, it was like all of the puzzle pieces clicking in place and the light bulb going on and the joy and the depth of it just really hitting me in a whole new way. And I, and I knew I'd found my spiritual home. So for the last uh, 11 years, yeah, this has been it. I've been, I've been just going deeper and deeper with the course um, and still doing these other things, still doing energy healing. And, um, you know, one of the ways my energy healing shows up is it's through helping people with past life issues. So uh, I have a way of just helping tune in, tuning in and, and really helping people to see what some of these past lives that they've had are so that they can help let them go. And ultimately it all is, is facilitated by forgiveness because that's what all healing really is when it comes down to it. 
so just joining with people and, and helping them to, to let go of those bits of their story that they don't, they don't consciously want anymore, but they might not know how to let go of. So it's been Fantastic. a real joy. Fantastic. Fantastic. And I know from talking with you on the phone, um, you have such good energy yourself. And um, it's just it's just wonderful. And we'll we'll direct people um, if you have some announcements at the end and mention your website again for anybody that is interested um, in the wonderful healing opportunities and sessions you provide. We'll we'll do that at the end. Um, you know, it was really interesting as I was reading your um, book, Questions for Jay and the Love that He Gave Me, I got just stuck kind of on page 42, and you mm-hmm. have that titled Leaving Anguish. Mm-hmm. And so I called this episode Leaving, Angu- Leaving Anguish. Um, releasing the pain and suffering of separation. And it's so interesting that what you just said, Barrett, because I, I talk a little bit about this um, anguish in my forthcoming book series, and forgiveness is how we do this. <laughs> and I wanted to read for the viewer, uh, used to saying viewers from the video pa- podcast, I wanted to read for the listeners, um, your something, an excerpt from your book, because I looked up anguish again in the dictionary, and the definition, Barrett, is severe mental or physical pain or suffering. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, we all know that, don't we? <laughs> we know this. The ego, we all have meta, uh, psychological pain and also physical pain. The ego would have it no other way. Some synonyms yeah. are agony, pain, suffering, distress, misery, sorrow, grief. So we know all these are the ego's tools to keep us rooted in the world, believing that we're a body and that our problems are really there, when the actual problem is really going back to the mind. And it's the choice for the teacher of problems and upset, which is our one and only problem. But let me um, read this from your book, Leaving Anguish. And you ask the question, how can I leave all of my unhappiness in the dust? And the answer you received was, your unhappiness already lies in the dustbin of imagined loneliness and imagined suffering. No longer need you imagine that place is where you reside as well. When you feel that your home is connected with any variety of longing and lack, are you misunderstanding the nature of your dwelling place? For you have been created by God to be with him eternally in your shared residence of heaven. No more need you pretend that there is something within you that is unworthy of this. And I just love that because it hits right home to what you just mentioned in your opening statement the heart of forgiveness is that this is the function that God would have us fulfill forgiveness because we believe and we have imagined all this and we are pretending that there's something else besides (laughs) our oneness in heaven. Right. It's true. It's true. And, And the ego is, is a real addiction, right? We all have this addiction to, all of these stories, all of this drama, 
And as we know, all that leads to suffering and pain. And, um, yeah, I always say when I'm working with clients and, and just talking about, about these concepts in general, that it, it's not our goal to, to really exacerbate the suffering by, by looking at it, but it really is a key part of our healing, that we can't really let something go until we've seen it fully. And so our willingness to look into the shadow, our willingness to look into the deepest, darkest corners is, is a key component of that forgiveness journey. Um, it really reminds me of, of one of the things that, that Jesus said to Helen that I don't think is actually in the course. You know, some of the early dictations that she took down you know, were too personal and, and, and they were edited out. But he basically said to Helen and Bill, Bill the Setford, her co-scribe of the course, yeah. that, that they needed to acknowledge and look at their hatred of one another. And yeah. it's kind of striking, right, that, that he would direct right. them into this seemingly non-spiritual emotion of hatred. <laughs> but right. but it's, it's been looking at it fully and looking at it with gentleness and kindness that it can be seen to be the nothingness that it is. Oh, my gosh. Barrett, this is so key. Listeners out there, this is so key. The ego has us believing that, see, we're afraid to go back to the mind because we believe that we have killed off God and we're going to be punished and we can't go back to the mind. There's a terrible fear. But Barrett, what you just said is so key because Jesus is saying, come back to the mind, look at your darkness with me because I'll help you see that it's nothingness. I'll help you see that it's illusory. But you're right, we can't know that until we look right? And we look without judgment. And each and every time we're monitoring our thoughts and we stop, whenever we feel any type of upset or dis-ease of any kind, when we stop and just say, wait a minute, (laughs) I can see this differently, or just being silent is the choice for the Holy Spirit when we're looking without judgment. The ego would never let us look, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> and it brings to mind this, this uh, metaphor of, of a criminal who's, who's being kind of, you know, led step by step back to the scene of the crime. And we all think that we're that criminal and, and like spirit is actually taking us back to this place where we've done this awful deed, right? Like you said, we think we've actually done God in. And, and we're going to be punished for that. And it's insane, but that's, that's the deep belief that we have. And what we find as we sort of are getting closer and closer, our fear is mounting, right? And all of a sudden we're, we're being led past the police line, right? The do not cross. And, and we're, we're, sure, we're sure we're going to see that, you know, that dead corpse like laying there or the proof of our guilt. But then when we actually look, what do we find? There, there's nothing there, right? There's absolutely nothing there. And, and all of our fear was unfounded. And that's, that's really the journey that we all take. And it's why so much of us, as we, as we kind of progress deeper and deeper, we often feel this fear. We often feel that even sometimes terror as we're going into this inner place. But what we see when we come through to the other side is, is all of that fear, all of that terror was, was completely unfounded. And we are completely innocent. There, there's, never been, there's never been a real problem or a real crime. I love that metaphor. I absolutely love that metaphor. And it's so true. But 
Let me ask your 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 way to to touch on this point too. Often we want to explain and help people with the practical application on this podcast, which really is the experience we're going for. We're going for the experience that the words that the course is saying are true. It's experiential. And, you know, here's why. When we look within, the mind is so powerful, Barrett, that when we chose the separation and just just continue to to choose it we know everything is already already over but we're asleep and dreaming um that we're still lost in this land when we choose the ego um as our teacher automatically we think we're the figure in the dream and so everything seems so real but when we shift our perception the miracle forgiveness choosing to look past form, not buying into appearances, knowing the projections coming from us, <laughs> not being done to us, co- being uh, coming from us. When we yeah. switch to the Holy Spirit, that thought system reinterprets for us in the mind the thought that that we're a body. It's saying you're you're not the body, you're not the figure in the dream. And that's why that choice and making that shift in the mind and, and choosing a new, our new eternal teacher now, we can start right now in this moment. That's why it's so important because your interpretation of what is going on is based on which teacher you're listening to in the mind. I think that's sometimes challenge, at least I know for some of my clients, that that point is yeah. a challenge, right? Yeah. And and I think what you're saying is so key. You know, we kind of jumped right into the deep end of the pool on this on this podcast. And I think it's yeah. really important to remember this. But yeah, all of us have our, our our daily issues, right? We have that person who gets under our skin. We have that politician we can't stand. We have that issue at work that keeps coming up over and over again. Well, well, these are the avenues to the healing. So we don't need to always go around. Um, in every moment thinking, oh, my God, I'm pushing God away right now. This is, you know, we can, <laughs> right. we can remember, like, okay, I'm afraid. It's, it's enough yeah. to know that we're not at peace in any moment. That's the indicator. That's the That's signal right. that, there's, right. that there's, it's time to go within. It's time to check whose hand we're holding and see, oh, yeah, it's ego's hand again. I, uh, there I go. Let me, let me shift and, <laughs> and, uh, and choose Jesus, choose Holy Spirit. And, and that's how the work happens. So, you know, as you're saying, it's all about forgiveness. And I, and I love just kind of reiterating how we do the forgiveness work. As, as you already mentioned, it's about recognizing that what we're doing is we're projecting our own inner pain out onto situation. It usually feels like it's someone else's fault, right? And what we're right. getting is that that's not true. As Jesus says in the text, beware the temptation to perceive yourself unfairly treated. That's the signal. Okay, if I'm feeling unfairly treated, I want to realize it's not how I set it up, that, that the pain is actually something within the mind. And then I want to say, but it's not really there either, right? For what we've, the reasons we've just been talking about, because none of this really happened. The separation from God never occurred. So anything that seemed to follow from that didn't occur either. So we're back going from that, that inner state of shifting from guilt to innocence. And then the last step, which I love, again, this is also clearly explained in, in Gary Renard's books, 
the last step is to ask for, you know, Jesus uh, and to, to choose his strength and to say, show me how to see this with your eyes, because if I'm not at peace, it's because I'm misperceiving. And, and like yes. you said, yes. you know, so beautifully in all these podcasts, that whole process just gets shrunk down. Uh, as we practice, it gets compressed and we just sort of inwardly make that shift again and again. Absolutely. That's so well said. And you're right. It becomes, you know, the Course says miracles are habits, these shifts in, in perception. The miracle helping us, the, the function is to help us remember that the mind is at cause, the world's the effect. And so when we, we have to go to the source if we want our experience to change. So from one of, of anger to, you know, peace or whatever. Um, and so the miracle says that, wait, we go back to cause. Wait a minute. That's okay. I, it also is empowering to take responsibility. And we say, you know what? I am going to take responsibility for my projections. But here, listeners, is where all of us slip up too. We think I, I the body, is taking responsibility because I the body have projected this out. Well, Jesus is correcting us gently once again. <laughs> and it's the, the one mind that has taken on a personal identity that you believe you are. It's the one mind that he's talking to in the course. Now, for sure, we, we don't start out that way. We start out, uh, most of us, I, I would say, start out, I'll speak for myself, thinking, oh, gosh, he's talking to me, Jackie. <laughs> yeah. So, And the course is given to us where we believe we are for sure. But as we progress, what's so empowering, and it speaks to your last point, Barrett, that we, we start to recognize, wait a minute, I'm not the figure in the dream. I'm the dreamer of the dream. And the more I let the Holy Spirit or Jesus of the Course help me undo my projection, the more I withdraw my belief in the separation in favor of who and what and where <laughs> I really am and what my real function is. And this is a process. I mean, it doesn't happen just like this, like that. But what you right. said, Barrett, that third step about choosing his strength and trusting, this is how powerful the mind is, guys. <laughs> if we really choose that, think of how powerful the mind is, the ego. We made up this whole time-space hologram. Don't we think that if we trust a new teacher, we can withdraw our investment in it in favor yeah. of inner peace no matter what is happening? In our yeah. lives, we live normally here. We do normal things, right, Barrett? But with a different internal teacher, we change our internal teacher first. That's yep. the only only thing we start off with, right? That's true, and that's living the happy dream, right? That's one right. of the terms that Jesus uses throughout the, the course is how do we get to that place of the happy dream? He sometimes calls it the real world. It's the state of living in the world without projecting our guilt and fear out onto it. Well, how do we do that? Well, we just keep letting go of the guilt and fear when it surfaces through this process of forgiveness. And yes. sometimes, you know, the question is, do I, well, do I need to forgive all the time? No, you know, we don't need to forgive all the time. We only need to forgive when we're not feeling peaceful. 
So right. for a, a lot of people that might feel like it's almost all the time, <laughs> but, but the good news we is all have our days. More, <laughs> it's true. It's true. But the more we do this, the more we start to get those experiences where we are just in that state of happiness. We are in that state of grace and uh, it sort of carries along with us more and more and more. So I like to sometimes describe it as, as what proportion of our day of our life are we spending with ego versus with Holy Spirit? And yes. a lot of us, when we're beginning, it, it feels like, hey, we're, we're with Holy Spirit 1%, 2%. <laughs> <laughs> right. We're in the ego a lot. But, but over time, what happens is we start changing that, that percentage. We start, we start upping our Holy Spirit percentage and reducing our ego percentage. And that experience of life then starts to get better. Because we're just spending less of our time in fear. We're spending less of our time in doubt and shame and pain. All of these things, we're talking about leaving anguish today, right? This is the, this is the process of how we do that. And as you said earlier, it doesn't necessarily happen just like that, right? Once we, we hear these ideas for the first time, almost everyone I know feels so liberated and free. Like, oh my God, I finally have the this, this formula of what I need to do. Um, but then, you know, a year later, five years later, 10 years later, you're like, Oh man, I'm still working on that issue. How come I, how come I still, I still choose ego when that happens. And it's just because these things are so deeply ingrained, but you know, we just peel one layer of the onion after another, after another, and eventually, you know, our life starts to stink a little less. So. Yes. Gosh, very well said. Two things occurred to me while you were talking, Barrett. And the the first thing was when you said spending less time, what I've noticed, what I talk a lot about to um, clients and in my course group is, you know, since everything is scripted out for us here, um, it, it's not that things will not come up that we have to forgive, but to your point earlier, what happens as we progress with the course is that we spend less time in the ego <laughs> and more time in the Holy Spirit. So something that would have maybe been, you know, a, a, a week process or a, a month process or three year process or whatever it is, the timing doesn't matter as much as your experience that you'll notice you're not you're able to let things go more easily. That's a, that's a huge sign that you're making progress when um, not, not, oh, I'm letting it go because it's all an illusion and it doesn't matter. It's a little sneaky trick of the ego. It's rather you're just letting it go because you're recognizing in your mind. You're not invested in the separation. Your mind is knowing really what the situation is for. You're using your life more as a classroom, which uh, Jay does uh, to get us home. So he uses what we made, of course, all the images, everything in the, in the uh, universe of time space, um, anything that upsets us gets us home. And another thing that you said that made me think of something, Barrett, was, um, you know, sometimes we still have the same issue, uh, I'll get the question that, well, I've been forgiving this person for a year, you know, or something like that. And, yeah. you know, the course cautions us not to confuse symbol with source. So as you're forgiving your unconscious guilt, guys, in the mind, 
it can keep showing up in the same symbol over and over again. It doesn't mean your forgiveness isn't working. It means it's just just more unconscious guilt coming up, symbolic maybe, in the same person. But you you treat it the same way as if it were, oh, I'm done forgiving that. Now I'm over here forgiving this. Sometimes the same <laughs> things will come up, but it's just the symbol. And it's just another trick of the ingenious ego to think that, we're not making progress. I can't seem to get past this one person or this one situation. And it's okay because some things are scripted out that way where it's what, you know, Gary's teachers will, would call it a slow burn or something that's taking a long time. But it's just the form. It's just the symbols. You want to keep focused on the content of love and forgiveness in the mind instead of fear and guilt with the ego. Right, Barrett? Totally. You're, you're so spot on. It's, it's so beautiful talking with you about all this. The, the thought I have around that, too, is, is one of the things Jesus says very early in the text. You know, he says a miracle can substitute for learning that may have taken thousands of years. So yes. it, in an instant, we can let go of something so deep and profound that, that the sort of the old, the old script that was, you know, playing out in front of us would have taken 10 lifetimes, 20 lifetimes, and all of a sudden we're, we're letting that go. So sometimes when I'm working with people who are having this exact issue we're talking about where they're like, oh, man, I'm, this thing just keeps coming up. Why does it keep coming up? And I'm like, how, you don't know how many lifetimes of suffering you've already saved yourself <laughs> just with what <laughs> you've already done. And it's, it's the challenge kind of, of of the spiritual healing in general is that you don't you you kind of don't know what you're what you're missing you know in in a in a good way you know you, you don't realize all the suffering you've saved yourself from having to go through because it's it's just gone it's just gone so um sometimes bringing it in, into that sort of scale really helps that's one of the things that comes up sometimes in the past life healing as gary's teachers yeah. tell us about you know we've all lived thousands of lifetimes well that's that's a lot of years, right? <laughs> <laughs> too if, too if, many to think about, I know. <laughs> yeah. So if if by doing this work we can we can shrink our how many uh, more lifetimes we have down to maybe finishing this time or maybe finishing next time or something like that. Like that's massive, right? That to 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 reduce right. the scale of a problem from hundreds of thousands of years down to, you know, a decade or a few decades like that's amazing it really is amazing but people don't right, often think right. about it because you know the problem's still in their face so <laughs> exactly it's our view is very myopic isn't it i mean when we we look at the big the big scheme of things we are saving ourselves enormous time because time really is an illusion and, and we really can um forgive something in an in an instant and, and it's gone very very well said. If, if we just remember, like, you know, sometimes when we get upset, there's also the thing about maybe you can speak to this too, Barrett, about um, what, what your advice would be to the folks about um, um, I, I'm not doing it right. I don't know if I'm practicing forgiveness right. It's, a, it's another sneaky trick of the ego to yeah. have us feeling guilty that we're just not doing the practice right. Or I always, I usually say to people that 
the ego sneaking in there because you're already judging what your result should be. You're, you're already mm-hmm. judging how you should feel or be, you know, in, instead of just being. So um, I wonder if you can, you know, comment on something about that and something that is, is helpful for folks. Yeah. Well, it brings me back to the workbook lesson. I do not perceive my own best interests. Beautiful. Right? Because really what that says is I have no idea. I have no idea what the most direct path to my awakening is. But the good news is that we have one with us who does, right? The Holy Spirit, Jesus, they do. They they know what will will bring us to that experience of our complete knowledge of our oneness with God as quickly as we can. So if we trust our sort of nudges or guidances or intuitions that we have as we do this work, you know, I love in, in Gary's books how he talks about how he was he was led to move to California yeah. um, when his dream was sort of to be out in Hawaii. Um, <laughs> yes. And, uh, you know, they, they travel there a lot, of course. But yes. but his point was, you know, spirit has a plan that might be different than our plan. And um, we need to practice trusting that because it is going to bring us what we want. Again, it might not be in the form that we think we want. But on that soul level, again, Holy Spirit's plan is what's in the highest good for everyone. And it doesn't always match our pictures of how our life should unfold. But the other thing I would just say about this is that it's, it's so important when we're judging how we're doing our forgiveness path. And if it looks right, if it doesn't look right, uh, you know, if we're forgiving well enough to remember that a key part of, of our forgiveness pra- practice is kindness. Are we being kind with ourselves? Are we being gentle with ourselves? Mm-hmm. And when we, when we notice that we're really judging or, or, or being uh, harsh with ourselves, then that in itself is a sign that, um, you know, we can just take it a little easier. You know, if, if we notice we're, we're, we're lashing ourselves on the, on the back, you know, over and over again, we can just say, you know, I'm doing my best. And, and I think just that attitude can be really helpful in the process, because I think that that's self-judgment. Again, another chapter in my book is called self-hatred mm-hmm. and, and looking at these, at these energies and these emotions we have directed towards ourselves are so key because again, without looking at these things, we can't, we can't ultimately move beyond them. But again, the other point here that's so crucial is don't, um, don't push yourself in this process either. Everything that we need to heal is going to come up in the right time. As you know, Jackie, as we go through this process, there are going to be things that come up and we're going to say, you know, I really don't want to forgive that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to let go of my grievance here. Good and, point. And to be, to be kind with ourselves in that moment and say, okay, I, I'm just not there. I'm just not there. And, and to know that, that that issue will come back around in some other form and we will be ready. We will be ready. So we can be gentle with ourselves even in that. So um, I, I think it, one of the things I remember hearing uh, David Hawkins say, the author of Power Versus Force, yes. was he said that you can judge the quality of a spiritual path in how much it emphasizes kindness. And Beautiful. in that view, in that view, a course of miracles is one is the best path to me because it it always comes back to kindness and and it really emphasizes that idea. Um, 
over and over and over again. So if we find ourselves being unkind in our practice of forgiveness, then it's time to take a step back and see if we can infuse it more with kindness in our interactions with others and in our, and, and in our own interactions with ourselves. Beautifully said. And, you know, my husband, Mark, loved, loved that book, I remember, when he, he read it, um, Power Versus Force. And, you know, it, it brings to mind uh, kindness topic. What I would recommend are Ken Wapnick's uh, book, The Healing Power of Kindness. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he often quotes, you know, Philo, Plato, um, be kind for everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle, <laughs> right? So well, we're all, we're all in fear here. We wouldn't be appearing to be here. <laughs> and so we're all, we're all the same in the separation, mean, meaning, you know, we're all in, in fear. And so we want to make sure that we're remembering that that goes along with being kind uh, when you meet people is just having in the backdrop of your mind the template is that we all chose as God's one son the separation. <laughs> we all chose mm-hmm. at the same time. That, that, that choice, the collective choice in the minds was then fragmented out into billions of pieces. Well, we're one of those pieces. The body, the bodies are pieces, the, the atoms, the molecules, the trees, the birds. The, so the point being, if we can just hold the template in our mind, sometimes we're not there yet, of course. We don't have to be metaphysical every time. However, we don't want to leave the metaphysics too far behind so that we can get the real benefits of what Jesus is trying to teach us in the course about our projection and the illusory nature (laughs) of this world. But if we just hold that to repeat again as a reminder, as a template in our mind, that we're all fighting a hard battle because we as a collective one, the one son chose this. And so we're recalling the splintered pieces of our own mind back. (laughs) And when we're being kind, we're just, it's just coming right back to us because there's only one, right? (laughs) It's true. It's true. It's sort of like the reverse Humpty Dumpty, right? You know, Humpty Dumpty (laughs) fell off the wall and broken all these pieces. And we think that we're these individual pieces. But what the course is telling us, Humpty Dumpty, fell off the wall right he, he's still happy and sitting up there singing a song or whatever so <laughs> right. um, we're actually still whole we've never broken apart and so what do we do right we just we just use again all these experiences we have in our life they become the pathway back to our experience of our oneness and yes. uh, again whatever comes up becomes that opportunity so again when I'm working with with clients we, we usually start with issues that people are having in their daily life. And yes. what happens is all of a sudden we're talking about the issue. We're talking about the emotion. We're, we're working through it again with that attitude of kindness. And, and then I just have this way of, of tuning into people's past lives. So for me, that process started on my own healing journey where I was doing this inner work. I was releasing old pains, old fears, old judgments. And all of a sudden, one day, I had this experience where I was in a, a, a retreat that someone else was leading, and they were, they were helping everyone move through their issues, where I had this feeling of having killed a man. And, Interesting. Uh, and it was intense. It was this feeling of, mm-hmm. like, with a, with a sword, like, actually, like, 
you know, striking someone with a sword and taking their life. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was pretty clear to me that that didn't happen in this lifetime. So <laughs> I right. knew something else was going on. And it was a lifetime where I was a warrior uh, on a battlefield. And, um, and what was coming forward was that I didn't need to judge myself for this, this past experience. And, and this was just a little bit before I was getting into the course. So I didn't have all these principles just on hand. But as I, as I started to study the course, I realized that, that I could just do the same thing. I could do forgiveness on a memory from a past life as well as I could do forgiveness on something that happened yesterday or when I was a kid. And um, the process so is key. the same, right? It's, it's releasing the story so that we can come back into our truth. Uh, a lot of what we've been talking about today, Jackie, really makes me think that, uh, like you used the word myopic, um, earlier that our perspective is is really small and it's focused on you know what's happening to this this body that i think i am and as we heal what happens is we just sort of expand right we expand Mm -hmm. bit by bit by bit and eventually we expand so far that we are aware of all of it we're aware of the totality of all of who we are and it's why i think for me of course is the path that's the deepest path there is because it takes us all the way one of the right. things that's so beautiful about Gary's last book, um, The Lifetimes When Buddha and Jesus Knew One Another, is that it emphasizes over and over again that it's about returning to our wholeness. It's, it's about remembering that, that there is nothing else. There is nothing other than that oneness with God. And right. to, most, to most people, that idea is kind of scary, right? Because we're sure, so identified sure. with the person that we think we are. And, and to really turn that over and realize it's not the truth, again, it sort of strikes a, a bit of fear in our, in our essence of our being. But it's really just, it's really just in, the, in the core of the ego, not in the core of our truth. Um, because right. the ego right. knows that that idea is its undoing. The, it, the ego doesn't exist in that oneness. And, and it's that part of us that's still attached to the ego, that's where the fear is. And that's what we're, again, gently, piece by piece, uh, stepping past as we do this work. Yes, beautifully said. Uh, once again, yeah, it's, it's so your words are are very very clear. And you know what, listeners, for for sure, we're not experiencing that. I mean, we don't wake up in the morning and we're upset that something spills, and we say, "Oh, I'm afraid of the peace of God and all that." You know, we we. Do. <laughs> We're, a lot of this is unconscious to us, and of, of course we don't think of those things, you know, maybe on a daily basis. But the beauty of the course is that Jesus gives us a thought system to replace the ego's thought system. So even again, and I mentioned this earlier, but I, I repeat this point a lot on these podcasts, is even if we just... Don't go to the metaphysics. Yes, we, we need that um, as the backdrop to know why we're practicing the way they are. we are, to know why the course is only about mind, teaching mind is all there is. There's no body. <laughs> There's just a, yeah. a projection of a world and a body, so we do need to know that. But really, just in the moment that you feel anything less than peaceful, you know you're identifying with the ego. And sometimes all we do is we say, oh, there I go again. 
Maybe we're not even in the mood to go through a forgiveness practice. Maybe we're not even in the mood to choose. We're not even in the mood to think about it. But we just, with that gentle, right-minded smile, and it is a, a right-minded smile, meaning we're, we're never laughing at people or situations, but at ourselves for, for dreaming this, for creating this mess, right? Or <laughs> making up this mess, I, I should say. I think it's really important just to um, remember that. And it goes to your point again, Barrett, about, you know, being, being gentle. And I think that's, you know, uh, you were mentioning Gary's last book, Lifetimes When Jesus and Buddha Knew Each Other. And it, it does keep bringing home the point that, and what you said too about forgiving past lives and everything, and that book goes through Jesus and Buddha's different incarnations. It's still all a part of the same projection. <laughs> an illusion is an illusion is an illusion. So we're seemingly having all these different lifetimes. So Barrett, when you said I can, you, we can forgive a memory or a past life just as easy as as something here because that everything is in the mind. Yeah, it's all there's nothing outside of it, no matter how many scripts we choose to view before we view our script where we wake up. Right. It's so true. It's so true. And and to take that even a a kind of step further, you could say all of time is happening now. Right. Correct. There is no other other instant. Right. Because because the past is an illusion. The future is an illusion. Uh, it really all is an illusion. It's all it's all happening within. It's all happening within the mind, and ultimately, that's that's how we can heal it all now. Right now is the only time Correct. we can do our healing work. Now is the only time we can choose something other than fear, and that's Correct. why that's why Jesus says, you know, why wait for heaven? Right, <laughs> heaven that's is right. here now, <laughs> and right. and we just get better and better at at really saying yes to that, and and being kind and gentle when we notice we're we're a bit afraid. So, you know, one of the things that I think really comes through as we do this work more and more is that there, there's, no, there's no valid cause for fear. All of the different stories that we have, all of the different things that might come up, uh, you know, issues around people in our life, maybe getting, getting sick or dying or things like this where, where, you know, these things really hit deep and they, and they, and they feel kind of painful. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. when we're going through them, we're not asked to deny these feelings. But um, right. as we as we do this work, what what happens is we we just get gentler and gentler uh, with that, and we're able to start to move through the feelings without attaching to them as much. Um, yeah, I sometimes yeah, think of it a bit about like finding the middle way. When an emotion comes up, we can kind of react in a few different ways. One of the ways that we can react is, is we can push the emotion away. And it, as you said, sometimes people use the course to do that. Someone will say, Correct. oh, this is all a dream. I don't need to feel that fear. And then they shove it back in the closet. Right. Um, and, and another side of things is people go into the emotion and they, and they kind of get stuck in the emotion, uh, you know, into anger, into sadness, into fear. They just, right. they just cycle right. around in that emotion over and over. Well, I, I really see working with the Course as finding the middle path where we don't hide from our emotions and we also don't really uh, just get stuck in them, but we let them come forward. We feel the feelings 
And then once the feeling has moved through enough, we, we do the forgiveness work with it. At that point, it's, it's always okay for us to shift into remembering that it's not true and that we can let it go. We can hand it over to Jesus because we've let ourselves have the experience. So I think it's sort of a, an art form to find that middle path, but it's an art form that we can all develop as we do our own work, as we practice this. We, we don't have to hide from any of our emotions, and, but we also don't feel run by them. Um, so it's a very beautiful way of being uh, that, we, that we develop as we practice these feelings. So that's what this is about, right? Practice, practice, practice. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I, I love what you just said, and, and it's so true. And, um, you know, I am wondering, do you want to go ahead and read um, a poem by Helen Shuckman, Scribe of yeah. the Course? co-scribe of the course um, from the gifts of God. I'm so glad you had mentioned this, that you wanted to read this because I haven't pulled out the gifts of God, the book in quite a while. And I have it here right now. And she just has some wonderful poems in here. Um, some she was writing as the course was still being scribed and some afterwards. And you chose one um, called conversion Barrett, do you yeah. want to go ahead and read it? Yeah, yeah. It really kind of jumped out at me when, when you sent the, the title Leaving Anguish. Because, awesome. Because Helen, you know, Helen's experiences of these things were, were so deep and so profound. And, and she, she went through a lot of anguish, even in the end of her life. And, and the poems reflect that. And, and I guess, for me, they kind of help us all realize, well, if Helen can be going through suffering and challenge... And, and bring something as massive as the course through, you know, I don't need to beat myself up for whatever, whatever ego tantrum I'm having. So <laughs> well said, excellent point. <laughs> so here's the poem. Uh, as you said, the title is conversion. There is a silence that betrays the Christ because the word of God remains unheard by those in bitter need. Unspoken still, the word salvation holds for them and kept away their resurrection from a world that is but hell and alien to God's son. Homeless they wander, nowhere finding peace. Unknown, unknowing, blind in darkness and unborn within the silence of the tomb. There is a silence into which God's word has poured an ancient meaning and is still. Nothing remains unsaid nor unreceived. Strange dreams are washed in golden water from the blazing silence of the peace of God. And what was evil suddenly becomes the gift of Christ to those who call on him. His final gift is nothing but a dream. Yet in that single dream is dreaming done. What seems to be a birth is but a step from timelessness to time. The peace of God shines down upon a manger and a cross in equal silence. Neither one will last. The dream of a beginning and an end can never touch God's son. He seemed to take a human form and then he seemed to die. There is no death because there is no birth. The crucified is risen up to God. 
beautiful, awesome, yeah. and profound. You know, I don't know where to start. I mean, so many things come to mind as I, I'll make a comment and then let you comment on it. Um, you know, she says, he seemed, seemed to take a human form and then he seemed to die. And the reason the Course says seemed throughout is because the atonement principle, which in the Course is that the separation did not and could not ever occur, we can't be separate from our Creator from perfect oneness, but we are having a dream. We are believing that we are separate. So, and she says there is no death because there is no birth. So the Course is teaching we don't really go into bodies. We're just mm-hmm. dreaming that we do. But because the ego has to create that we're here, and it's a world of duality, if we have birth, then we have to have death as the ending of that, the opposite to that. But, of course, in heaven, there, there, are, there is no birth and death. There are no opposites. There's only awareness of perfect oneness. And when we look at our lives in those terms, again, going back to the backdrop, that the ego is convincing us that we're born to live this life and then we die. We really can pull back the lens a little bit. And these are the things that choosing the Holy Spirit will continuously remind us of in a gentle way, right? So beautiful. So beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, those are good points. And another thing I would mention around this poem is that, you know, it really starts in that place of agony, you know, as we're talking about leaving anguish. Mm-hmm. Some of Helen's other poems, too, they really evoke this, this deep, deep pain that we feel over believing that we're separate from God. You know, that line where he says, this world is but hell and alien to, to God's son. You know, mm-hmm. that, that hits home, right? And, and right. at some point, we all get to that place of realizing this is not enough. And it's it's really a way of saying, what I want is what is true. And what is true is only what is eternal. And And when we get to that place within ourselves, we find that willingness that Jesus is always asking us to demonstrate that if we just have a little willingness, well, the willingness says, you know, all I want is love and all of this sort of ego story, ego drama that's so heavy and so sad. I don't want to keep going through this. And so what happens is that we find, okay, that's that's where the the readiness to really go and do this work and find that joy that's on the other side of all this comes from. So um, a lot of Helen's poems, you know, they they sort of uh, and even the course itself. What I what I think is really neat and uh, and just uh, the the diff- each of the sections of the text is a lot of them start off by really going into the ego. Jesus really explains the ego. He talks about the pain, the suffering, the challenges of the ego belief system and and how it works. And then all of a sudden he sweeps us into the reality, right? He sweeps us past That's the right. ego veil and into That's the light right. and the love. And this, this poem does the same thing. He starts us off in the, in the sadness and then, and then we're left in this place of, of beyond death. I mean, how beautiful is that? Oh, 
It's it is. It's beautiful, and I, I loved your your words and your commentary on that. I it, I'm so sad. This is it's coming to the end here of this podcast. You'll you'll have to come back and join me yeah. again, Barrett. Yeah, and I agree. I agree. I can this see many, like many a real, a real partnership. Mm-hmm. Yes, many, many, many great discussions to come. I wanted to ask you if you had anything that you wanted to announce, um, anything that you have coming up or about your website, your books. Yeah, well, I'm in the process of actually writing my third book, so I'll just mention that. So I'm not Yay! sure when it's going to be out yet, um, but it's it's going to be a little different form. It's going to be actually a sharing of my own journey. And um, so it's going to be basically me talking about the past lives that I've come in touch with and, and done healing work around to release that, the fear and the judgment around them. So um, it's going to be called, it's going to be called forgiving all my lives. Um, And we'll we'll see, maybe it'll be out this year. I'm I'm hoping. So uh, I'm I'm having a lot of fun doing the writing of it at this point. Um, Fantastic. Yeah, and then um, I know you're writing a book, too, so I'm really excited to, to see that yes. when that comes out. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yes, I'm doing a, a book series in book one. I, it's on schedule to be out this year, so, of course, we know how that goes. We'll wait and see, but it's looking it's looking really good. <laughs> nice. It's looking awesome. like it'll be out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a couple other things I wanted to mention is that I – I do a monthly Course in Miracles talk with a friend of mine, Charlie Roberts, uh, that we call Good News, uh, where we just pick a different topic from the course and we go into it. Um, So you can find out information about that at my website, uh, but there is live streaming of that. So if you're not in the Chicago area, uh, I know people are listening to this from all over the world, uh, you can still access that. Um, Yeah, just a small fee for, for joining us. And uh, the other thing I wanted to mention is that I am putting on a healing retreat in Boulder, Colorado, coming up in August. Um, oh, beautiful there. Yeah, and it's it's at a place called Peaceful Meadow Retreat Center. It's it's uh, it's going to be all about what we've been talking about: clearing through whatever's in the way, letting go of the old story so that the new can come in. Uh, the title is called "Clearing the Way for Spirit." Uh, it's going to be August 23rd through the 26th, and uh, all the details of that are on my website as well. Oh, my gosh. Wonderful. That And, and listeners, uh, Barrett's website is barrettheddeen.com, which is B-A-R-R-E-T-H-E-D-E-E-N.com. So all sounds just wonderful, Barrett. You know, I think this is such a good year for projects. There's so many of us that are that are working on things. You know, I've talked to so many people, and it seems like there was like a portal or, or something opened, and we're all having this, you know, creative energy kind of kind of flow through and, and take whatever form it's meant to take. So that's really yeah. exciting. I have just loved having you as a guest. Thank you so much for joining me on True Forgiveness Teachings, and, and uh, we'll do it again soon, okay? I really look forward to it, Jackie. This has been a real, a real honor and a real joy. And as I said at the beginning, your your teachings are, are really just so spot on. Um, they've they've been a great help to me because I've been listening to the podcast in the car as I drive around, and 
<laughs> I just love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, well, well, thank you so much. They're reminders for all of us, aren't they? <laughs> right. Including yeah, we me. teach what we Good need reminders. to learn. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Good <laughs> reminders. Well, thank you so much for those kind words. And I want to thank everyone for tuning in today. And I want to remind you to be kind, be gentle with yourself and your practice. And I look forward to seeing you all next Thank you so much, Barrett. Bless you, everyone. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.